All right. Jen. Okay. We're we're back. Are we? I mean, we're talking about uh Weezer. <gasps> wow. I'm Patrick. I'm Jen. Uh and you are of course listening to my, my name, name is Weezer. Weezer. Yep. Yep. So today we are talking about Pacific Daydream, which is an album Sure is. It's an an album by the the band Weezer. The band Weezer, which includes four members, right? Rivers Cuomo and three others. <laughs> I think Pat. Deserves okay, a all mention. right. You're right. I'm sorry. Come on, Rivers and Pat. And <laughs> Rivers and Pat and two other two guys. other guys. <laughs> Jen, how are? Uh, okay, we talked maybe a month ago. We talked a while ago. Yeah, a while back about what we knew about this so yeah. far and the album announcement, which was probably August, right? Maybe. I don't know why this album came out when it did. Like, it's yeah. a summer album, right? It's got songs on it called, like, Feels Like Summer and is all about... It's a it's a Weezer record, right? So it's, like, so about, it's about the summer. summer. <laughs> it's about the summer. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. They don't mention surfing at least once. Then mm. is it a real Weezer album? That's a great question. Can you now name... Now I have to think I know, me too. all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> Which Weezer records aren't about surfing? Aladroit. Aladroit might not be about surfing. I mean, Ratitude's not about anything. That's a good point. I mean, Ratitude is about being a shitbag <laughs> and working with Dr. Luke Kesha Rapist. Uh, I forgot about him. You forgot about Dr. Luke Kesha Rapist. Uh, Look, so it's, <sighs> it is good that we're bringing up Ratitude because we are going to have to approach this album in a similar way that we approached Ratitude. We're drinking. We are drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so be forewarned or pour yourself a drink yeah join, and join us. us also if you have not had the opportunity or the ambition to listen to the record yet hey we're kind of in the same boat because we haven't either we i've tried to listen to this record i have not okay <laughs> actively have not tried Actively not trying, I'm not sure, is a thing that's possible. But I have not actively tried. not trying. <laughs> actively not trying. But have you tried to actively not listen to it? Um, it hasn't taken much effort. Okay, like <laughs> to you, actively not listen you, to it. You haven't had to like run screaming out of the room, <laughs> covering your ears. No, but actually, enough people that I work with and like friends of mine know that we have this podcast mm -hmm. that I've been asked many a time over the past month or so um whether i've listened to it yet or not mm -hmm. and so i've had to admit that i haven't a lot of time <laughs> well so we're gonna fix that today yes. or we're going to address it i don't know if <laughs> fixing might be a little bit of a strong word that's this. right i mean i i don't expect really to enjoy this experience i'll enjoy talking about it with you of course but so what we're gonna do is we are going to um, listen to it track by track. So, like, we'll start a little bit of Mexican Fender, like we just did, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we'll we'll fade out. We'll come back and then talk about it because we will have listened to it. We will point. have listened to it, maybe even a couple times. Wow! Yeah, look out. Did we figure out how many tracks are on this? Is it ten? It's ten. Okay. It does like classic Weezer. We we were legitimately at the point before this where neither of us were 
completely sure how many songs were on this album because we haven't listened to it. Yeah, I, so I've put this thing on like while at work, uh-huh. and and I'd just be like, okay, that'll play in the background, and I will absorb it the way I absorb most new music, which is like passively at first, and then more actively as I like grow to like it. Uh-huh. Um, did not make it through the record, and it's only ten songs. It's only ten songs. How many minutes is it? Uh, let's see. According to this list, it is ten songs. So I. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it does not say it how does many not minutes. It does not say how many minutes. Because I is. know that the White Album is 35 minutes long. Oh, the White Album, Jen. I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have. I just like. When. Uh, like, people or animals are dying. All know? right, yes. Okay. I'm here for this analogy. Often, oftentimes, uh-huh. before they die, they will have, like, a brief second wind. Where they come back into mm. their former glory for like a quick second. Yeah. And then they die. Okay, so you are saying that the White Album, possibly also yes. Everything Will Be Alright in the End, are part of that Le- Weezer last, last gasp at greatness of being their old selves again. I think yes. I mean, I, they would need to prove me wrong on that. Right. Because... My understanding of this album from the tracks that I've heard and by the fact that it's been out for almost a month now mm-hmm. and I have not turned it on. Right. And you have not been receiving a tidal wave of texts from me. About being excited. That's about right. It. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Because that's what, ha- remember when White came out, I, I believe I texted you to say, holy shit, this album might be really good. Yeah, and I think you even texted me that before it actually came out. Mm-hmm, that's it right. It was like when California Kids came out, you were like, yeah. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was California Kids that had me going like, oh my God. <laughs> oh and my it, God, what's and happening? And it stood up to it. And yeah. it was like, I, had, I listened to it again on my six-hour drive today because uh-huh. I was like, God, I miss this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that this is their dying breath. So this this is the confirmation that Weezer is dying yeah. to you. Well, okay, hold on though, because like because they've died before, because they've died before, and they have come back. So like maybe they just go in cycles of like sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, and just like right now they're bad. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I don't think you're necessarily wrong there. Mm-hmm. But I also, they would need to prove it to me because they had a quick little comeback just now. Mm-hmm. And we were all very excited and happy. Um, and then um, this. Okay. So everything will be all right in the end. And White mm-hmm. came out within like a year and a half, two years of each other. Something like that. Yeah. About a year and a half. Yeah. So in pretty quick succession, and then this one came out like another year-ish later, right? Yeah. So this is, we're in like a, because Weezer does this, right? Where they put out a bunch of records um, kind of in quick succession. And then they take a long break. Yeah. And I mean, I wonder if we are just like to the point where like they've cashed in, you know, the, the last hiatus. Well, that's it. That's an interesting thought. I wonder if if we looked back through the timing of their releases, mm-hmm. if we would see a pattern of good, good, bad. Of like, yeah, good records up front, and then as they go on, they get worse. Yeah. Um. Although that the shit era is not really a like Ratitude and 
Red Radish and Hurley all came out one after another. Right, but I mean, I'm a staunch defender of Red. I know, but even you don't like half of it. That's <laughs> You're yeah. a staunch defender of part of Red. <laughs> yeah, and I really like that part of Red. <laughs> but yeah. Red, Red, is, Red is the part that kicks that off, right? The shit era? Yeah. I mean, some people would argue it was make-believe. Oh, we yeah. liked make believe, which we, which we like, right? <laughs> but some people would argue most most people would argue that it was make believe, right? 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 I think right, we're right. we're pretty pretty alone in those feelings of liking it. Um. Yeah. Well, and also, I guess with uh the way we had it broken up, right? There was like a there's a gold era, right? Right. Which is just blue and blue Pinkerton, and Pinkerton, right? That's it. Uh-huh. Uh And then there is the the silver era, mm-hmm. which I think how did we have that categorized? I mean, that would just be green maladroit, right? Yeah, maybe just green maladroit, not green maladroit make-believe. I don't think, no, I I guess don't think we had make-believe in it. Yeah. Um, so then, like, make-believe red, those are, like, the bronze era. <laughs> yeah. And then the shit era, which right. is Ratitude and Hurley. And so now, and then, and then of course, the, the, the rebirth era. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and and I guess now we're in like the re shit era. Oh. No. <sighs> All right. Well, Jen, how how do you want to do you want to uh talk about it a little bit more abstractly or do you want to like get in and Let's like get just, in. like just get into uh track 1 Mexican Fender. So like if you want to, you know, have fun with us at home, like you should pause this now. Do, go listen. Do it. Do try this at home. Do try it at home. <laughs> Uh, and if you're not driving, also have a drink. Yes. Uh, or I guess if you're nursing, yeah. um, or like. If you shouldn't be drinking, don't drink. Yeah. But I, if you can drink safely, do it. do it. Right. Responsibly, I, I guess is the word. Drink responsibly. Yeah. I feel like we shouldn't have to say that, but. I don't know. Drink. There are a lot of things that just should be said these days. <laughs> That's a great point. Jen, I respect you. <laughs> Thank you. I respect you as well, Patrick. <laughs> Wonderful. These are all things that should be said. <laughs> Let's listen to Mexican Fender. All right, so we've just listened to Mexican Fender. Yeah. Realized, uh, hey, we've maybe already talked about this song. We have. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe I was black, just blacked out every time I listened to the song before when it was just a it's music possi- video on it's YouTube. It's possible. You do spend a lot of time just blacked so out. So much time just like totally blacked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never blacked out drunk, actually. Really? Fun fact, yeah. I have. I think most people have. I get sick before I black out. Oh, that's like, interesting. I get to the point where I just can't drink anymore because I feel gross before yeah. I black out. Hmm. Um, anyways, so <laughs> there's this whole section of Mexican Fender that I don't remember and I actually really liked. Um, right. Which is like this. It's the bridge. The bridge. Right. The, the, the part that's like, gonna drive so high. I don't know what the You were close. Are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but can... Patrick, can you just double check the music video and see if I actually have been blacking out, or uh, yeah. oh, maybe it was in a fugue state. That'd oh, be fun. might have been in a fugue state. I was probably in a fugue. You were probably state. in a but fugue let's, state. But let's see if I'm crazy or not. Okay, so now we. I'm just skipping ahead like two minutes into the music video here. Yep. Yeah. So it's just in the music video. You forgot that it was there. I was distracted by the seagull. 
Maybe you were distracted by the seagull. Um, this is when the seagull is being like, he's trying to steal the purse at this point. Oh, that is a pretty distracting part. Yeah, because it's like, hey, seagull, what are you doing? Don't steal from people. No, but like, I actually really like that part, and I don't know why I didn't notice it before. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's what? What do you? What do you like about it? It reminds me of some of the like. It's. It, I like that it has like different coral parts. <laughs> you mm-hmm, know what yeah, I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it reminds me of some of the. Remember, like on the B sides of uh, Blue, or like on the kitchen tapes or something. There were a few like experiments where they did these like crazy harmonies. Yeah, like uh, my Adeline. Yeah, that. Right. Um, you remember names better than me. <laughs> um, that's a good thing because I'm the worst. Um, but yeah, it reminds me of that, and I. I don't know. I I like it. I also. I think I like Mexican Fender musically more than I do any of the other songs that I have heard off of this before. Right. So starting off kind of strong. Starting off kind of strong. Because musically, I like the simplicity of that riff. Yes. Um, I, I like, d- go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I'm the worst. Go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. I'm just in, an interrupting machine. <laughs> That's, we're both interrupting machines. Yes. We're hosting a podcast. That's what that is. Sure. Um, we're interrupting your day. We are, but you are joining us and drinking with us and listening to this album with so us. So is it an interruption? I mean, it can be a welcome interruption. All right. Um, I don't remember what I was <laughs> saying now. Other than you that, like the riff. I like that opening riff. Um, it is simple. Um, I think the uh, that little like fade up is a little, yeah. I don't need it necessarily. Um, and it comes back, um, like coming back in from from that bridge, yeah, uh, into the the last chorus. Just sort of, it's like it's okay, but it, the last chorus doesn't have any extra like bigness to it. There should have been a guitar solo between that bridge and chorus. Mm, this is maybe a thing that we are going to discover is that there are not guitar solos in this thing. I think that's a thing that we know already. Okay. Like I think intuitively, I know that there's not a single fucking guitar solo on this whole sure. stupid You're- fucking record, and which is part of why it's a piece of shit pile of garbage. Uh, okay. This I'm making a lot of assumptions here. <laughs> yes, you are. But I like them all. I think they're all good assumptions. Great. Um, I respect you, Patrick. There is, and I respect you, Jen. I respect your space. I respect your intelligence. Same. Um, there is a little stealth guitar solo in here. Sure. When he's like, "So I knew we would end up jamming." There's like a little, like a little noodly guitar solo, but it's like it's color to the lyrics more than anything, which comes off as kind of dopey. Yeah. <laughs> It's text It's not thinking. cute. Remember in um um <laughs> on red, what am I thinking about? Yeah. Uh <sighs> Arts and Crafts. Oh, yes. Uh <laughs> You know what I'm talking. Um how's this for Arts and Crafts? Yeah. That's right. That's a stealth guitar solo, but it's good. Right. This is the song Troublemaker you're talking about. Thanks for helping me get there. Again, better at names. We got there. Um yeah, well, in, in Troublemaker, it's so, like, explicit and stupid and, like... Right. It's a middle finger to, I guess, whatever the <laughs> arts audience... Arts and crafts. Of this <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big fuck you to arts and crafts. Oh, and it's a big fuck you to, like, what people expect of the, like, singer of that song. Yeah. Because like, it's a character that Rivers yes, is playing, yes, obviously. Yes. Not just Rivers. Oh. Um, I think I also... So charming. Which, which part? <laughs> just the, that Troublemaker. It's a charming song. I'm sorry. I'm back in... I'm back in... Not even the glory days. I'm in like... I'm telling you, you like Red as much as I do. <laughs> Half of it. <laughs> no arg- of it. No argument from me. <laughs> no. Um, how do we feel about the 
lyrics in this one, does it achieve dumb weaseriness in like a dumb weaser way or is it just dumb? Um, that's a good question. I, what do you think? I think I like the relationship between the singer and the girl that he's meeting. I like that it's not, it's a departure from misogynistic Weezer. Absolutely. Even if this record is shit, it's not going to be as shitty as Ratitude or Hurley because I'm not offended by the first song yet. (laughs) (laughs) One song in, not offended. That's where we are so far. One song in, we are not offended by the misogyny. I think it's a little charming. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I like the I like that she is also a musician and student. Yeah, like she's basically a female. She's Rivers like a Cuomo. real human. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like a, like a person. Right. She sounds like she's fleshed Not out. An object. Right, and that you couldn't just describe her as Hot. you know half Japanese. Oh yeah. For example, or Although smart. She, she also shreds the cello, so maybe that's a fleshed out character as well shreds the cello is very specific it's very specific <laughs> tell me you don't know that girl intimately we all do oh man i, <laughs> I just got taken mean, back to high I school didn't. for a second no what i didn't know what i wasn't even taking it where you thought i was taking it mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> anyways so we f- we feel first song we're like okay we're fine with it we're fine with it okay um are you ready to venture into song number two yeah what's this one this one is called Beach Boys. Oh, I've heard this one. Yeah. So before we get into it, do we think it is about boys at the beach or about the band The Beach Boys? Neither. Mm, Hot take. Jen going in with a sideways take on it. Uh, All right. So you should drink a little bit more. Listen to Beach Boys. Because we will. Yep. Okay, so that's Beach Boys. Turns out it was the band, the Beach Boys, and not Boys at the Beach. <laughs> uh, Jen, reactions to that one? Uh, barf. I agree with that. I I'm, hate it. I'm just going to get ready to talk about it. Oh, yeah. I chugged the last of my wine and poured a new glass at the end of that song. Okay, so what do we hate about th- we, it's uh, everything, ev- I, everything? Everything. Every about single it thing about it I hate. I think it's boring. Yeah. It's stupid in a bad way. Uh-huh. It's still boring. Here's it, nothing <laughs> about it really makes sense to me. No. Because, like, he, there's a little it's bit. It's condescending. It's condescending. Yes, it is. It is a lot like, have you heard of this band, The Beach Boys? Are you fucking kidding me? Of course, I had parents who grew up in the 60s and 70s, so I have heard of The Beach Boys. Also, this is like classic. I feel like this is what every, probably every woman, but also that I went through in college is some fucking dude. This saying, is river splaining. This is river splaining. River splaining. We're, we're getting Cuomo splained too here. Ooh, Cuomo splained. I like that. I don't know which one is better. They're both good, I They're think. They're both river splained. Rivers. Qu- nah. Yeah. <laughs> Who oh knows? Who knows? They're both Spat good. They're both good. Let's not let's not note each other to death. We like both of them. <laughs> both of them are great. Um, um, yeah. So we are being told, uh, turn it up. It's it's the Beach Boys. Uh, there's a lyric in here about um, it makes his eyes moist. Yep. Which 
I mean, if you're gonna, that's a, that's a word. That word has power. Yeah, right? people word, hate it. A lot of people hate it. Has power. I'm sorry, I've said it like. But three it times. rhymes with boys. So does it? It's no, a soft rhyme. It doesn't. It does not. <laughs> no, I um, the song makes me angry. Yeah, me too. There's a little bit uh, in like there I yelled at you to not play it again. That's right. <laughs> Screamed at me. <laughs> like neighbors were afraid. Yeah, they called the, the cops. They called the cops. We had a whole interaction slit. while That's we right. were. That's right. I said, no, officer, it's just, it's a bit. <laughs> Not She's doing domestic a bit. abuse. I mean, she <laughs> is legitimately scaring me, but I'm okay. Trust me. We'll be fine. I got loud. Um, there's a part in here where he says, uh, like, the, the that's the kind of music when I was that I liked when I was a West Side kid. Yeah. First of all, Cuomo, you are still a West Side kid. He lives in Santa Monica. You don't get much more West Side than Santa that's Monica. the farthest of the West Side. <laughs> right. Beach adjacent. Uh-huh. Also, there was something that tickled me a little bit when I was listening to it this time that I hadn't caught before. Yeah, what's that? Which is he talks about caroling in Ocean Park. Mm-hmm. And I, in my head, it was like Christmas caroling because that's the only thing that I associate. But I, then I started picturing um, him going around and knocking on doors and just singing Beach Boys songs at people. It's just... And that was that was a funny image to me. Okay, that's very funny. <laughs> I would like to do that. I would like to go summer caroling <laughs> in Ocean Park <laughs> next year. All right, and then let's do it. Because that just, sounds fun. It does sound like you fun. Just sing the Beach Boys. Also, can I just like air a real quick complaint? Absolutely. Because Absolutely. <laughs> clearly Absolutely. I don't feel entitled to do that. <laughs> no, I do. I don't know why I had to ask. <laughs> Thank you for asking for permission. <laughs> I respect you. Great. Um, oh, shit. All right. So we know already that Rivers is in love with the Beach Boys. Because yes. Evident all in his over music. Yes. His music, particularly the White Album. Yes. There are tribute after tribute after tribute that are subtle and tasteful. And then you get this piece of shit. Which is almost an insult to the band, right? Well, I don't... It musically shares nothing with the Beach Boys. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, like, there are... the Most of the Blue Album is basically, like, a, a grunge-slash-punk take on the Beach Boys. Uh-huh. Like, that's a, that's a valid read of that. Um, yep. And... Like, if you want to do a song, I don't. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to. The song about the Beach Boys doesn't have to sound like the Beach Boys. But um, it would have been nice. I mean, it would have been nice because that's part of the band's DNA as it is. It's one of the things that we like about Weezer is I that mean, they sound like the nice? Beach Boys. Um, if we were older? <laughs> yes. What are you saying? <laughs> would be nice. Um, yeah, it's just... It's disappointing. Like, I... It, yeah, it just makes me sad. There's a little uh, spoken... It makes me mad sad. Smad. Mad. Smad? Smad. You're a little smad? smad. You smad, bro? <laughs> there is uh, a little bit of, like, spoken word in this where... Yeah. Uh, it, the, the monologue starts, uh, like, something along the lines of, uh, boys, I've got 3,000 words to say to you. Uh, time to start singing and stop, stop screaming and start singing, or something like that. Oy. And uh, yeah, I was trying to listen to that part, but my ears had shut off by that point. That's right. You shut down pretty hard. Blacked right out. <laughs> Again. Complete blackout. Yeah, complete blackout. Jen is mostly, mostly musical blackouts. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Never drunk blackouts. Right. Although we are also drinking. Don't get confused. <laughs> I understand where it can be confusing. Um, what, it, what, it is, what? 
I don't know. I'm, tr- I'm trying okay, to Patrick? I'm trying to deduce what that is without looking it up. Oh, the the spoken word. The spoken piece? word is that like a little bit of like Brian Wilson tape, where like he's talking to the Beach Boys while recording like pet sounds or something. Do you think Pat Wilson feels a deep connection to Brian Wilson? Because they're, they're both the Wilsons. Because well, and there are other Wilsons in the Beach Boys. Oh, there are. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Things. I forget the other. <laughs> you're supposed to be the one that's good at names. I am good at names. <laughs> I mean, you're much better at names than I am. Speaking of Brian Wilson, mm-hmm. the Bare Naked Ladies song, Brian Wilson. I love that song. That's a great song. Love it. Gets into the heads Ugh. of, or the head of a Beach Boy. Yeah. Sort of has some Beach Boys harmonies in it and like. Oh, I love that song. Is a good song and has yeah. like a cool like bass Talk about solo. a good tribute to the Beach Boys. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. Is Rivers, that pay more attention to the Bare Naked Ladies, please. Right. Jen, explain it to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we're off to a good start. Now we're off to a bad second. Bad second. Bad second. Best foot forward. Bad Worst foot. Worst foot. After. How many more ways can we say that? I don't know. (laughs) Let's try one more. (laughs) (laughs) A good first impression. Bad second impression. Right. Well, I mean, that's borderline exactly how we did it the first two times. Oh, I mean, yes. We didn't change anything anytime we said that. (laughs) Wonderful. The next song is Feels Like Summer. So get into it. Pour yourself another drink. kind of weird doesn't it yep um like coming out of the last chorus it does like something new musically mm-hmm. uh and then ends with that like kind of chanty part from the beginning yeah and then like pulls it away like it was uh, a tape that was stopped do you want to play that last little piece i do kind of wanna um let's pull it up here um here we're uh two and a half minutes in. So this is the last chorus, and it's not any like bigger or crate like there's a lot of that the choruses don't build. No, it's on the this. same. What at? Yeah, what at? Ain't no one know what that is. And then it all melts. <laughs> That's right. It melts like it's uh, like it's a record, and it's a little bit too warm. It melts. Jen, how do you feel about this song? I had never noticed the whistling solo before. <laughs> yeah. How how do you feel about a whistling solo? Negatively. Okay, let's talk about whistling in music in general. Sometimes it's okay. Uh, what are you, who are your favorite whistlers in music? I like that um, the Peter Bjorn and John song, mm-hmm. Young Folks. Yes. That's a good one. Um, shit, there's another one that I like that ha- features whistling heavily, but I'm struggling to recall what it is. 
I feel like it needs to be, you need to know what you're doing. Yes. You need to have studied whistling. Yes. Which is an insane thing to say, I know. No, but you need, like, whistling needs to be good and intentional and well-placed. Yes. Otherwise, it's awful. Right. And I would say Andrew Bird, a wonderful whistler. Sure, yeah. His whistling sounds great. Mm-hmm. As does everything he does sound yeah. great. I'm, like, I'm really struggling to remember what other song I like that has whistling in it. There was a song, my uh, my college band was on a, a compilation at one point um, with just, you know, other sucker bands from around the Midwest that paid <laughs> like 40 bucks to be on this compilation oh. CD. No, it was fine. Was because, it Sonic Weapon Fence? No, no, no. This was Dennis. Dennis, got um, it. And the, one of the songs on there was called The Living World of Sea Creatures Makes Me Want to Whistle, um, which was a great song. <laughs> That's I, an adorable name. I don't know if it's available anywhere, but look up The Living World of Sea Creatures, in parentheses, makes me want to whistle. That sounds um, great. That sounds way better than this song. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so let's, let's talk about how we do feel about this song. I mean, it is warm right now, so it does kind of feel like summer. So um, you're saying it is factual. It is factual at the moment. Uh-huh. I'm not, a, I'm a Taurus if it matters. Mm-hmm. Um. A, a, a Libra, if it matters. No, I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus. I see. You're a Taurus. I'm a Virgo, if it matters. Yeah, okay, great. Um, I, just, I mean, I don't think my feelings have changed on this song since we talked about it last. Um, and what was that? Remind me. Mostly boring, right? It's mostly boring. It doesn't sound like Weezer. It sounds like they're trying to be something modern, but not mm-hmm. succeeding at it. It makes me want to take them back to the shack. Right, and that sounded dirty, but I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, Going to take them back to the shack. No, you were referring to the song "Back to the Shack." Yes. That makes sense. Yes, like if you put out a song like "Back to the Shack," how do you get away with putting out things like this two years later, or four years, three years later? Whatever it is, however uh, long it's been. I mean, they're just this is just them going back to another shack, right? Back to the Hurley Shack. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Take that. Back to the Hurley Shack. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Jen spitting uh, fire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, wait. What's the. Was that the. Oh, shit. Now I'm confusing things. <laughs> Give me the bad <laughs> picture. Confusing things. What was the one that's. Uh, was that in. <laughs> oh, my God. Jen, what is happening? <laughs> I am not succeeding. <laughs> Um, something about the hip hop world. Was that in Beach Boys or Feels Like Summer? Oh, that might have been in Beach Boys. I think Beach it was Boys. in Beach Boys. It was in Beach Boys. But we'll it go. just came back to me. Here, we'll just rewind a little bit. Talking about the streets. Yep, 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 yep. So there's a line in uh, Beach, Beach Boys. Boys that's about uh, like everyone's trying to be cool. It's a hip hop world. It's a hip hop world. <laughs> Don't know what that means. I'm upset that I forgot to say that when we were talking about the Beach Boys <laughs> because I think I laughed out loud. When that line came up, when um, I was listening to it. Do you think it's a hip hop world? No. Uh, okay. Well, I wasn't asking if that part was <laughs> truthful. We've already established feels like summer, factual song. <laughs> hip hop world. Maybe not, not as factual. Um, do you think that any of that it's a hip hop world informs the sound on this record? Because this record is a lot more produced. It has way more produced. Way more produced. Has uh, fewer, like, just kind of crunchy guitar sounds and a lot of, I mean, honestly, I'm, I can't really keep track of where Pat is actually drumming and when we're getting drum machines. Mm. Right. 
a lot of the sort of like you know four piece rock band personality is stripped out of it. <laughs> this one. Guys, Jen is getting grumpy. <laughs> making sad dog noises. He's making sad dog noises. I, as far as it being a hip hop world, I mean, <laughs> I think I think you make a good point. Thank you. That I production you. production value is definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. But this isn't like a hip hop world that they're living in. This is like an alt pop world. Yeah. Like a like a 2017 or 2018 alt pop. Sure, but I mean, like alt- in the future a little bit, but just a tiny, tiny bit. Well, I mean, you got to be careful with that because 2017 will shortly be in the past. Right. Very, like. Right, but I thought it was uh, also maybe a two 2018 world. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I missed that. I heard the year we we're currently in, and I was like, "That's what she said." I'm checking out. <laughs> no, I said 2017 or 2018. I gotcha. I gotcha. Alt pop. I do world. think that some of that, some of some like modern pop, and not some, a lot of modern pop is informed by hip hop. Yeah, though. I mean, I think I've been watching the Defiant Ones, so I, <laughs> I think that Doctor so, so Doctor Dre an and his production value, <laughs> right. and the way that he produces things, mm-hmm. has had a lot of effect on the standard of production mm-hmm. across yes. music, which I don't think is a bad thing in, in most cases. Yeah, like bo- nine times mm-hmm. out of ten, I would say cool do it it sounds better that way but this band should not be doing this well and i i mean because it's not it's not who they are and they're probably not self-producing this we've done I'm no sure re- they're not. we've done no research i yet. have i came unprepared to this Jen- i pulled up weezerpedia like while we were mm-hmm. getting into the last like two thing, songs and in- i have not read she it didn't yet. even bring <laughs> headphones to the studio i forgot <laughs> i forgot i was too focused on getting the wine and getting here in time and i don't necessarily think that uh like a because everything will be all right in the end and um white are both all they're both well produced records yeah but they're not as heavily produced as this right well it's like less obvious production right sure. it is it's the kind it's of more stuff, natural yeah it's the kind of stuff highlighting what they do on stage naturally and this is taking what they do on stage naturally deleting it and adding in new shit that is weird. That's right. It's doing uh, a, a control F and then uh, clicking the little thing to make it replace and uh, making the first field Weezer and replace with garbage. Or just going, up, band or just going up to edit oh, okay. and going to find and replace mm. and doing it that way. Uh, see, it's a little more manual, but it's actually less clicks. Maybe it's not. I mean, it depends on if we're counting keystrokes I'm, I'm not as good at short, shortcuts. Mm. <laughs> I will always go control F and then work my way through it from there. Mm, okay. Um, just because control F is like universal, right? I'll do that on a, on like a web page, in a Word doc, in a, uh, you know, That's I mean, fair. we we could talk about Microsoft <laughs> Office maybe all day. <laughs> but should we? I believe we should not. Jen, the next song on here is called <laughs> Happy Hour. Should we listen to that? Yeah, I don't think I've heard this one yet. Uh, Which would make that the first one that I haven't heard. Hey, it's a brave new world, right? Okay, here we go. Happy hour. So, mm-hmm. you need happy hour for sad days. Which, okay. It's a relatable pl- premise. It is a relatable premise. However, it, mm-hmm. I had not a real epiphany, but a mini epiphany while we were listening to that. Epiphany is a long size. Which I wrote size. down on my phone because oh. 
<laughs> I wasn't positive <laughs> that I would remember it because you know about my tendency to black out. Yeah, I sure do. Um, and what I wrote down is this album is like Rivers trying to relate to normal human beings and failing. Mm, like he's trying to do an impression of an Earth human. Yes, <laughs> and he, like Beach Boys feels like that. Mm-hmm. Happy hours feels like that. Feels like summer does. I don't know about Mexican Fender. That one is the one that doesn't quite fit the category. Yeah. But well, I I also don't know necessarily about Beach Boys because as I was like Beach Boys feels like a genuine experience. Of some, just of someone I don't like, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, Beach Boys feels to me like it, it, Rivers is like a pod person. All right, yeah. Stay with me on this. Premise granted. <laughs> He's like a pod person who has never left the West Side. The mm, whole oh man, yes, yes. <laughs> Holy. That's what I'm getting at. With it. he's like trying to relate to make these like relatable experiences, mm-hmm. but like he doesn't know that the rest of the world knows about the Beach Boys. Right. And he, he thinks he's an ambassador of Right, exactly. This forgotten and I'm gonna art I'm form. gonna pull in a personal anecdote here. Please. When I was in like when I was in college, I didn't know what of like the country music world mm. was like common knowledge for the because I grew up in Nashville. I didn't know what was common knowledge for like the everyman. Yeah. <laughs> because I had like a slightly deeper understanding even though I didn't like it or listen to it just through the absorption that happens when you live in nashville yeah um so i didn't know if the devil went down to georgia was a song that everyone knew all the words for or like just me (laughs) yeah no that is a song that everyone knows right and i know that now but i had to like i asked that question yeah because i didn't know at the time um Mm -hmm. so that's what beach boys feels like to me is like his version of that Sure. He where, grew up where on the California like, coast. Right, right, right. He was on the west side. He was in Santa Monica. He was hearing the Beach Boys. He was like, oh, my God, this speaks to my soul. This is like a part of my life. This is a part of my world. But maybe it's not like that for people who don't live on the California coast. Um, and then but so happy. Up. So happy hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows. Every, heads yeah, up, yeah. Everyone knows. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but happy hour feels a little bit like he is. He has seen people going to happy hour for years because mm-hmm. he's not, he's never held down a nine to five. No. So not, he's not once, Jen. I no, would say not once. Not a single fucking time. No. Um. So he like has this concept of what happy hour is. He's probably like had a happy hour special when he's been at the bar at the right time. Sure. But he's mm-hmm. never like gone to a happy hour with coworkers after a work day, and so or like after a typical standard human work day, like mm-hmm. a nine to five. Right. So he feels like this must be the most amazing escape from the workplace. I'm an, I'm here to tell him. <laughs> it's an extension of the goddamn workplace. It is workplace. an extension of the goddamn workplace. If you go to happy hour with friends, it's one thing. But he is pretty much specifically talking about going to happy hour with coworkers, I think. Well, okay, so I, I pulled up the lyrics here. Good, thank you. Um, and they start, I'm like Stevie Ray Vaughan on the stage, high on music, teeth grinding, sweating under the lights, but then my boss calls and she's crushing me with a 20-ton weight, just like in Monty Python. Yes. So you giggle giggled a lot at that one. It's look, a twenty ton weight just like in Monty Python, that's a funny lyric. <laughs> um This is that's another one of those real humans talk about Monty Python, right? That's a great point. <laughs> that is a great point. That's just like how everything is feeling like to me right now. Yeah, that because like if you were if you were sincerely making a reference that mm-hmm. like mattered to him. He would have. It wouldn't have been a twenty-ton weight, just like in Monty Python. 
it would be something more specific. Yep. Right? It would be like a foot. Um, and he would give like an actual example from like Life of Brian or something. Yeah. You wouldn't say 20 ton weight like in Monty Python. It's like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Just like it doesn't know what he's talking about about happy hour. Yep. It's an extension of work. It's an extension. of And like even if you like your coworkers, mm-hmm. it is still an extension of work. Right. You're like, look, we're not going to talk about work while we're out. And then you do. And then you do. Because that's the only thing you have in common. That's the only thing you have in common. Yep. Um, so if any of my coworkers are listening to this. <laughs> right. Jen doesn't like you. <laughs> hey, it's hate a facade. You. <laughs> no, but like, it's, yeah, you know what I mean. No, absolutely. It's, it's still work. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And like, even if you are, um, you know, you use that opportunity to like complain about people at work or just, you know. The, yeah. The you can have fun with your coworkers at happy hour. Totally. They are still your coworkers. 100%. Unless they were your friends first, or you have spent a significant amount of time hanging out with them outside of work mm-hmm. to the point where they you consider them friends before coworkers. Yes. Um, so I read something somewhere that said, and so I read it somewhere, so that's how carefully right, I'm sourcing very specific. this. Right? <laughs> um, that this was a <clears throat> more or less a stream of consciousness, um, like free associating. Uh, lyrical song. I hate it even more knowing that for some like it just <laughs> right. It's Rivers is a pod person. He's a little bit of a pod person, yeah. And here, here's the evidence. He doesn't belong here on Earth. He's nope. a spaceman. <laughs> if he would just acknowledge the fact that he has to blast off, that would be great, oh. right? <laughs> right. You miss songs from the black I hole now, songs don't you? From the black hole. Just look, Rivers. Just admit that you're an alien. It's fine. We'll accept you. We love that. We might even like you more if you'd... Actually, no. 100% I would like him more if he admitted that he was an alien. It's not even a might. It's mm-hmm. an I would like you more. It would make this podcast more interesting, Oh, I think. so much more. Especially if he came on this podcast and announced it then. Right. If that's when he came we out as an get, alien. We'd have to get another microphone, though. I feel do like... Do you have three or only two? No, I've got... Enough. We could do it. We could have okay, a third okay, person cool. I want to know the feasibility. <laughs> All right. So We've from, had three people on the show before. I don't right. know why I'm questioning this. From a production standpoint, it can be done. Okay, great. Okay. So now, <laughs> if anyone's got a line in to Rivers Cuomo and is able to convince him to come out as an alien on this show, let us know. In the meantime... It's we, okay, Rivers. You were born that way. Yeah. Totally. We just accept like you. Just like Superman. Look, we humans, we're capable of great things. Sometimes. Sometimes, but we're afraid to, or something I don't totally remember. I watched... Um, <laughs> what was that thought? I have no idea where any of that came from. Oh, in the original uh, Richard Donner Superman movie, okay. um, there is a speech that Jor-El, Superman's father, um, gives him posthumously about like the human race and about how they're capable of such good things. They just need like an example to show them. Oh. And that's what Superman is. Um, Whoa, I didn't know any of that. It's it's great. Like the movie is, you know, hokey and cheesy sure. and whatever. I mean, it's but a Superman movie. It's a Superman movie from like 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, it, it has this like very positive message about like what Superman could mean. Um, and that's just not, that's not what Superman is now. Superman. Sure. No, not Superman at all. is just like a Batman who can fly now. Have you se- have you seen Justice League? No, I don't plan to. No, I mean me neither, but for different reasons. <laughs> right. 
It is on brand for me to see yes, Justice League. It but is off brand for me to see it. <laughs> right. We did see Thor together. And I loved it. Well, also, we saw Thor. Well, I can't really talk about it. <laughs> okay, let's talk no, about can, it. We can, we can. Let's talk about it real quick. So we saw it at the Vista Theater in Hollywood, which is a, a cool, like, old-timey theater. One screen. Um, you can't buy tickets ahead of time. It's a totally, like, analog place. Super right? cheap. Super cheap. Um, so we went to Thor... Uh, Ragnarok on opening night. Yep. Um, and so you know we're we're sitting there. Um, we see Eating our friend Nico. Oh, we like, never talked to him. We never talked to Nico. He passed by like three times and said, oh, "I'll talk to you guys after the show," and we just didn't. It just didn't it, happen. Which we knew was going to happen while it was not happening. Yeah, I mean that's how that's how these things work. It was fine. It was great. We love you, Nico. <laughs> yeah, we love <laughs> it was you, Nico. A perfect experience. You're not listening to this. No. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, before the show, the theater manager comes out and is like, uh, "Hey, we've got a, a special guest here tonight." Kevin Feige is here. Kevin Feige, who's the head of like Marvel movies, comes out and is like, oh, hey. Wh-. And Patrick and our friend Ryan is like, are, they're like freaking out. And I'm like, who's that? Because yeah. I'm me. Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan and I are, are fl- yeah, uh, Ryan, who has been on the show yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've talked about her even when she's not been on the show before. That's our true. listeners should be familiar with Ryan. Also, Ryan should be listening. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Kevin Feige, it, it's, it's cool. Both Ryan and I are a little bit like, is this real? And it was real. And it was like, I believe that it was a fully cool experience for people who knew who he was. Right. It's Feige talks for like 30 seconds. And then Real it's like, quick. And then it's like, I brought a friend with me. It's Taika Watiti and Taika Watiti, the director of the film mm-hmm. and director of What We Do in the Shadows and Hunt and for the Boulder People. The f- crowd is fucking freaking out at this point because these are people who went to see a Marvel movie on opening night. Right. Like, <laughs> and and it's also like a Hollywood crowd, so yeah. like people are excited to see Taika Watiti, who's yeah. like doing cool stuff yes. with like big budget movies and small. Like he's yeah. he, he's a cool figure, right? Cool dude. Um, and then the part that got me. Mm-hmm. And everyone. Chris motherfucking Hemsworth mm-hmm. and walks into the theater. And uh, Tessa Thompson. That's right. They walk into the theater. And that was a point. I think I screamed. Uh, you weren't alone. <laughs> Everyone in the theater screamed. I only think that I sc- I blacked out because I, <laughs> I only knew that I screamed because my throat felt like it afterwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm. like, I think it might have been a walk. He is so beautiful, and so is she, but he is so beautiful. Right, and they he's got, like, the kind of star power that does just, like, shut down the room, right? Where, I, like, he steps out, and it becomes impossible to talk, think, or listen. Or at, yeah. I have no idea what he said. I don't think he said anything. <laughs> he I think said some words, I think. For sure, he said words, for sure. But I don't know what they were, because no. I was being surprised by a Hemsworth. Right. Everyone should have that experience at some point. I don't know how you set that up, but to I be really surprised. I don't know how you set it up, but it was just like un- le- legitimately an experience like no other. Yeah. Like, I don't have the accurate, and I've talked about this a lot with a lot of people and bragged a ton. Right. But <laughs> oh, yeah. bragged this is so a t- much about this. This is a total like passive Hollywood yes. live and brag right here. <laughs> but I still don't. Like, have the accurate words on how it really felt. I After everyone had walked out, and by the way, Matt Damon was apparently there. Ryan saw him. I didn't see him. Did I, al- I also didn't see Matt Damon, so we have to... Uh, that it's I, I trust Ryan that he was there. A soft trust. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, it was a really exciting moment, and she yeah. could have been seeing celebrities everywhere. We were We'd all already seen someone we recognized, and then this was just, like, all piling on top of it. And we walked past Louis Anderson dressed as Basket's mother oh, yeah. on the way to the, to the theater. So, yeah. like, it was a big night for us. It was a weird fucking night. Um, but 
uh, I lost my train of thought, but it was all just like, oh, I think I said after everyone had walked out and the movie was going to start, like, I was not, I was not settled. I no, <laughs> no. We had been settled and ready we for a movie. so amped up. <laughs> and I, I, recovery for that was like maybe 15 minutes into the movie. I was like, okay. I, I don't know that I ever settled down, frankly. Like, the it was mov- so fucking cool. It was so fucking cool, and then the movie. Well, I the movie think, was really good. I think the movie was really good. I it, it I liked just, it a lot. I mean, and people I did who have, did not have that experience have also said that it was really good, which is why I trust it. Right, <laughs> and I'm just saying that I am incapable of evaluating this movie. How did we get here? I forget uh, how we got here. Jeez, uh, I, I don't asked know. You about the Justice League. Oh yeah, that's why. Superman. Because the Superman, and we're capable of such good. But how did we get to there? That Rivers is like Superman. Okay, born he's an, an alien. alien. Got it. Come Thank to you. Earth. Thank you for bringing us back to that. Should we listen to the next song? The next song is called Weekend Woman. So, Weekend Woman. Yeah. The first thing that I would like to point out is that it is not Weekend Girl. Okay. It is Weekend Woman. Are you, are you counting that as a point in its favor? Um, I think so, yes. I also recently, in the past five minutes, read a fact. That is recent. <laughs> um, I read a fact that Rivers is trying to use the word girl less. Oh, that is... I'm proud of him. That is admirable. I'm proud of him. Um, yeah, because the word girl has too many too many bad connotations yes. i mean i love la girls so but that's girls with a u and a z <laughs> it's an i and a z i think is it i think it's an i and a z Jen, this is our first fight <gasps> are we fighting i think so oh no Do you is not? this what a fight feels like <laughs> this is what a fight feels like i think it's an i and a z all right hold on oh, we're gonna find out definitively you're right it's an i and a z <laughs> <laughs> i won <laughs> 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 That was close. That was a tough fight. I don't know if we'll make it through. Did we make it through? Yeah, I think we did. Okay, great. Um, I don't actually know that this song is about a woman. What do you think it's about? I think it's just about, um, you know, working for the weekend. It's just about having that, like, bit of escapism that's not part of your normal life. Yeah. It's not unlike Happy Hour in that regard. <laughs> but this one feels a little bit more genuine. Yeah, I, I agree. Just lyrically speaking. I mean, it would be really hard to be less genuine <laughs> than Happy Hour. <laughs> agree. Hard agree. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, the, the song is about, like, it says, like, uh, here, here are the lyrics of the chorus. Fell in love on a Sunday. By Monday morning, I drifted away. You know, like that's, it's it's not. It's about a weekend. It's about a weekend. It's, it's personifying a weekend as a woman. Absolutely. And I, I think it's a cute little song. I think it's a cute little song. It is, it has got some weird ass textures in it. Can we talk about how this. <laughs> you, lo- you love the start of it. I'm not sure that I do. You love it so much. I don't know that I I do. I know that you love it. You you love it deep inside your heart. Okay, let's listen a little bit because I love it deep inside my heart. (laughs) That's the part you love. No, that's the part I hate. (laughs) No, you love it so much. It makes me laugh, but I hate it. Deep inside your heart. (laughs) It's okay. And then there's like a little like nylon string guitar, like kind of noodling after that. 
there's that and the bells and this like kind of slinky bass line. I don't I don't know what's happening here. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I like the chorus, but I don't know how I feel about the rest of it. The song almost feels like a uh like a Coldplay song to me. Ooh, yeah. Let's listen a little bit more and just pretend that it's Chris Martin instead of Rivers Cuomo. I have a pretending face on. Me too. That is not a stretch. <laughs> no, I mean, I think this should be a Coldplay song. Yeah, he should have farmed it out. Um, They, uh, what was the, uh, they covered, uh, La, uh, oh, shit. What is the name of the? Oh, uh, Viva, Viva La Vida. La, Viva La Vida. Is that, Viva La Vida. Is that it? <laughs> I don't remember. Shit. I don't remember. I think it is. I think it is. Viva that. La Vida? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Live in La Vida Loca? <laughs> Definitely that one. It's probably that one. It's for sure Ricky Martin. Um, so, okay. Yeah. We are, this This is the fifth song. This is officially halfway through the record. <laughs> um, we liked Mexican Fender. I think we sort of like this song maybe in spite of itself. Yeah. I don't hate it. I also don't hate it. I don't have a violent reaction like I had for the past three songs. Beach Boys feels like summer and happy hour. Yeah, I mean, the I, thing it's it's not in the same category as those, but I like Mexican Fender better than it. Yeah, me too. Well, because Mexican Fender sounds like a decent Weezer song, and this sounds like decent is pushing it. I know it sounds like an o- it sounds like a Weezer song. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Whereas this sounds like a, a Coldplay Cold song. <laughs> it. I actually. I think it would be better for like. I would rather hear Chris Martin singing this in Rivers. Um, do we want to like skip a little bit in, oh, there was something that we were laughing at in this. I think it was the kind of auto-tuned rivers, um, at the end of this, uh, verse here. Show it to me. That's obviously not right. Hold on. Honestly, at this point, it might have been the last song. It's fine. I <laughs> look. We've been drinking. You've been drinking. We're all drinking Everyone's together. Everyone's drinking. <laughs> Jen, do you? I switched you, to water. If you had to get, you did. My okay. face was really red when I went yeah. to the bathroom. <laughs> and and it's gone down. Thanks. You, you've you've addressed it. Thank you. Very good, Jen. <laughs> if you had a million guesses, you would never guess the name of the next song. Then so I let's won't start. try. Let's start. Number one. Guess number one. Aw, how many guesses do I get? A million. <gasps> this is going to be a long episode. Um, Is it beachy? N- <laughs> no. Are you, asking, are you asking if it's the word beachy or if like... <laughs> the word beachy. Is it... Um, I'm a man boy. <laughs> mm, I'm just going to... I'm going to cut you off. It is QB Blitz. Like a quarterback? I'm assuming it's not QuickBook Blitz. <laughs> that would be pretty good. All right, let's listen to QB Blitz here. I'm not sure I've heard this song. 
sure have not. Okay, let's start by posing a hypothetical. Okay. You've been out on a couple dates with a guy. Great. We'll say fifth date. Wow, that's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. Like your friends, you the, you know, the last two dates have been like not an event or like not going to a specific dinner in a movie. They've been like hangout. Yeah. Either at his place or your place. Like uh-huh. totally chill, right? Yeah. Great guy. You know him. You like him. Mm-hmm. He says... Hey, baby, you're at a place where he calls you. I know where this is going. You have to choose between me and the internet. Bye. Uh, Bye. bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's an insane lyric. That is insane. What? Because, like, I, first of all, that's Mm -hmm. asking me to quit my job. For starters. (laughs) For everyone at this point. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to use your use the internet to do your job. I think like 100% of people, that's the case. Absolutely. Or yeah. at least to do it well. And also, if you didn't have the internet, you couldn't listen to this show. Nope. You'd have to like come to my house, knock on the door. And ask, I'm not letting a stranger in. No. You're to not, your house. You're not going to let a stranger <laughs> into my Patrick house. Patrick might, but I won't. <laughs> um, yeah, no. That's obscene. Let's look at it in the context of the song. The, li- the full lyric is, uh, I want to have the feeling someone's in love with me. You got to choose between the internet and me. Um, if, they, if he actually loved them, mm-hmm. he would never make them choose. <laughs> well, I think the, the subtext there is the internet doesn't love me. Oh, the internet loves me. But I think the internet doesn't love Rivers Cuomo. I think he's right. True. Um, I Especially, I actually, and that sort of makes me, I, so I was on Weezerpedia recently. <laughs> I recall. <laughs> ten, min- 10 minutes ago now. Right. <laughs> um, and I was reading about how, so Jake Sinclair, the guy who produced the White Album, mm-hmm. there's like this whole section in there, um, in the Pacific Daydream section that is like pulls from quote pull quotes from Rivers saying like we don't want him for this next album for Pacific Daydream because he was he's like too much of a fan he was like pushing us to be old school Weezer which is not what we wanted outrageous which is obscene and um and like Rivers wanted to do something big and radical and modern sounding um and that's That's what this is. That's what this is. They specifically didn't use him. They used a guy who produced stuff on Ratitude for a few songs. And I'm just like, you have you lied to us with Back to the Shack. Yes. I mean. That song was a lie. Yeah. Not so, factual. So, yes, the internet hates Rivers Cuomo. And he is asking for it. It is. He in- wants to be hated. Well, it's interesting, right? Because, like, in... There is like a dimension of this where we are asking the artist to be stagnant, right? Sure. Where we're like, w- look, we know what we want from a Weezer record. We're asking him to do what he's good at and not try for new things. <laughs> we don't want growth. Or I, we do want growth, I think but we, we want, do want growth, growth in the right direction. Yeah, I just I do think it's a, a little bit arbitrary that when we decide what that right direction is. Um, but like, I, I can't argue that like, 
I like this record or even that I like this song. We haven't talked about how it sounds at oh, all. Oh, not at all. Um, uh, boring. What song did we just listen? QB Blitz. That's right. QB Blitz. I had to. I googled while we were listening to it whether or not Rivers finished high school because I couldn't remember, mm-hmm. and he did. Right. Um, and finished college. Eventually. Yeah, but the college was a more meandering process. Um, but I found a fact that he changed his name for a period of time oh, in high school. Jen to what? <laughs> to Peter Kitts. What? Yep. And then he reverted back to Rivers Cuomo. When he realized that he already had, like, the coolest name you could possibly have? Peter? He changed his name to Peter? Peter Kitts. Kitts being his Kitts being his stepfather's surname. Oh, that's interesting. That's loaded. Peter Kitts. Peter. That's all. That's just, like, something that when I was looking up a fact to see if he could actually be not a pod person about high school. Mm, mm, um, mm. Well, do, do you think this song is about high school because of the, the QB bit blitz QB part? and intercom and like there, mm. it felt like there were a lot of high school specifics. Also, he's a 47 year old man. So he is kind of a pod person about high school, no matter what. That's he's a great <laughs> point. I mean, <laughs> it's been, it's been what, 30 years since he was in high school. I mean, I feel like out. I'm not qualified to comment on high school yeah, anymore. No. <laughs> Th- thank you, Jen, for that <laughs> huge. Eye no, roll. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, no I mean, I'm not fuck. either. <laughs> I'm not either. It's almost been 10 years since I was in high school. I would be remiss if I didn't make us play the uh, bridge, bridge again. of this. Because you, I've been making note of the points in these songs where you make faces. <laughs> well, that's tough because I was also looking up things. So <laughs> I'm, that might have been the moment when I read about Peter Kitts. <laughs> and the bridge is very strange. Let's, uh, let's see if I can find it. I mean, that bridge is 100% nonsense, right? He's talking about being in an ocean on a snowdrift. Paper lanterns or something's happening there? It yeah. is nonsense. Well, it also, I mean, listen to this chorus. The, like, harmonic direction in that is so, like, standard pop song, ones, fives, and fours, like, super mm-hmm. clear and clean and happy. Um, and that bridge is... I mean, I would have to go back and, like, listen with the piano uh, to, like, actually know what the harmonic structure of it is. But it's fucked up and weird and minor. Yeah. I don't think it fits in the song at all. No. Like, it takes me out of whatever this is. Which, like, what even is it? I mean, that's a great point. Jen, what do you think this song is? I have no read or opinion on that. Because I, I don't think that anything on this album makes sense because it's like it's just so everything is so directionless Mm -hmm. that it feels like such a shot in the dark so i don't know how to describe what the song is or feels like because i don't think it is or feels like anything okay definitely not summer so the new working theory for this record right as my headphones fall off for a third time over and over and over again (laughs) your headphones fall off my head bring your own headphones it won't be a problem i know i forgot (laughs) 
working theory is that Rivers Cuomo is a pod person. Yes. And that this record is trying to relate to the human experience and failing. <laughs> yeah, I think we're aligned on that. Okay. Uh, let's move on to track seven, which is called Sweet Mary. Sweet Mary. <laughs> don't feel good about this. Sweet Mary and Joseph. Oh, okay. So we're assuming that we're talking the Virgin Mary. I Mother just Mary. read on Weezerpedia All right, bring that it up. Rivers has suggested that this is based on the Virgin Mary. Okay, but why? So this is a song about faith. Or about, what is this a song about? No. Yes. No, I reject that. No, it's right. Weezerpedia said so. I will never argue with Weezerpedia. We all know that it's the omniscient. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Internet page. It knows all. It knows all and sees all. (laughs) Yes. And is infallible. Except there are typos in the lyrics for Sweet Mary, (laughs) which is funny because at one point it says, um, instead of, uh, I have to find it. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Um, instead of saying, give my last food, it Mm -hmm. says, give my fast loot. (laughs) Give my fast loot? (laughs) Yeah. Fast loot. Oh, I wish it was fast loot because I would love to hear some fast loot. So I'm like, (laughs) I agree. Um, but some of the lyrics are not typos and just say, give my life to a tiger. <laughs> Which, I mean, is like a verbal typo, right? That was what at the point in the song when you said, what? <laughs> that is, that's right. That's when I checked out. Yep. When I blacked out. There is, there's a lyric in here which I think has potential. Lay it on me. But is misplaced. Mm-hmm. There's this, this one in the, like, second verse where he says, um... This is on the heels of Give My Life to a Tiger. <laughs> no, no, no. It's before Give My Life okay. to a Tiger. Um, she says, wherever she goes, she's so pretty. Um, but I will never, ever touch her because if I did, she might die. Which sounds like Butterfly, right? Oh, that's interesting. But this song is garbage and that song is the best. <laughs> yeah, this song is garbage. Um. Again, the textures in the song don't make shit for sense to me. Yeah. No, it, it's nonsense. There are weird, like, xylophones and bells and, like, either strings or, like, really light horns. The it's only bell that should be in a Weezer song is... Oh, shit. The only bell that should be in a Weezer song is... Think about it. Oh, god damn it, Jen. Why would you do this to me? What is it? What's the answer? What's Brian. The... I can't believe (laughs) that you didn't just say that. That you didn't just say the only bell that should be in a Weezer song is Brian. I wanted you to finish my sentence. I couldn't. You weren't there with me. Look, I feel a little brain scrambled by this song. (laughs) Yeah, why? Because it sucks. Because it sucks. And like I don't I don't even have a concept of like what it's trying to communicate. Or how it relates to anything else in the entire world. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so Pod Person Rivers went to church. Or thought or thought he went to church, but he really went to a bar called church. Mm-hmm. And 
they had a picture of Virgin Mary on the wall because it was ironic. And he wrote the song based on that photo. I mean that. Fo- not photo. It was a painting. No, it was a photograph. It was a photograph. Print- it, was a print took of a photograph. <laughs> it was one of those old timey photographs. So, you know, she was standing there for a long time. <laughs> standing still. <laughs> Jen, for the podcast, just did like a uh, sitting still as though sitting for a, an 1890s portrait. <laughs> oh, man. I don't. Okay, here's the thing. What? Weekend Woman is kind of a boring song. QB Blitz continues to be a bor- boring, like, we don't totally understand But are it. either of them as boring as Sweet Mary? This is what I'm saying, is that, like... <laughs> Progressively I, more boring. I've tried to listen to this album a couple times, and I'm sure that this is where it loses me. <laughs> um, that, like, Weekend Woman, QB Blitz, Sweet Mary is just a trifecta of obscene Awful. boringness. Yeah. Like, I've got nothing to latch on to here. And before that was happy hour right so i'm already going into it like not thrilled yeah because it just all feels so insincere also just to check in we have still heard no guitar solos Mm -hmm. there was a whistling solo but no guitar solos right and only one whistling solo just the one if it were packed cover to cover with virtuosic whistling solos i would hate it (laughs) I would still hate it. That's true. We would walk yeah. out. So we are seven tracks in now, right? So we've got three left. Yeah. Is that how math works? That is how math works. Great. Um, if you had to remember, we did this for um, Ratitude, where we mm-hmm. were like, this song gets like a, a full point, uh-huh. and then like other songs get half points. I yeah. think at this point we are both at one for Mexican Fender, and maybe another one for happy hour as like a or wh- which one was no. it we were saying was like a Coldplay song weekend woman weekend woman like a half point for weekend woman am i wrong <sighs> or do do we like this more than that or less than that so far half point i <clears throat> i don't know whether mexican mexican fender needs a full point or a half point well a full point doesn't mean it's a perfect weezer song right. i think it just means like it is a functional weezer song and I think uh, yeah, I Mexican guess it, it is, is the most functional of the Weezer songs so far, which is saying so little. We are slinging the high praise on this one. High praise. We love it. You want to move on to the next song is called Get Right. Oh, good. Um, I assume that is about the alt-right and the rise of, of nationalism in American politics. I mean, after Sweet Mary, who knows? Oh, God damn it. If this record takes like a white supremacist <laughs> stance late in the record. I think we have to cancel our podcast. I think that's right. I would quit. Yeah. And you would have to carry on alone. <laughs> Here is Get Right. I've been spending time alone. I think this is the weirdest song we've listened to so far. I don't know if I agree or not, but it is weird. The thing about this one, though, is I can see how it's a little catchy. Yeah, I think the the chorus is generally pretty okay. Yeah, but there are enough moments in it that made me go, what? (laughs) Okay, so let's, um, the 
the end of the song is so weird. So weird, right? So let's so weird. Let's listen to just how how the song ends. Uh, uh, apologies if you just listen to it and therefore just listen to how it ends, but it's fucking weird. But so did we. so weird it's so weird and it's i like led zeppelin it's a little bit led zeppelin for i mean for sure like doing that the sort of like clean maybe acoustic maybe not sounds acoustic um but it could also just be clean electric guitar too that sure, similar yeah. sound um but like throwing that on the end of like a heavier yeah yeah i don't the song is very strange to me it's so weird did you take a note of when i made that weird face uh yeah it was, there was like that weird like ooing which was either auto-tuned or an a, an instrument or something so let's i think this is about where it is forgive us we've we've been drinking we've been drinking <laughs> Okay, maybe that wasn't it. I don't think that was it. But even that, like even the transition there from the chorus back to the uh, verse was weird. Yeah. It's got almost like the reverse reverb, like into the snare drum hits. Yeah. Um, it's, it's bizarre. It, like it feels like it was just put together in a strange way. Like, it, like it's assembled, like yeah. it's Frankenstein well, together. But that's the thing. That's like what this record is. They recorded everything separately. Mm. Everyone was in diff- like came in at different times because Rivers didn't want everyone to feel like he was judging them. What? Of course yeah. you're judging everyone. You're making a fucking record. I know. But that's why it feels Frankenstein because they weren't all in the same room. Apparently that's how a lot of white was uh recorded too though, I will say. Yeah, I mean that also that's sometimes just how records are made. You sure. know, like that that's sure. not that bizarre really. It's not, but it definitely you can feel it really hard on this track. For sure. Okay, so there's a lyric in here. About tigers? Again, about tigers. <laughs> um, and it's, I'm your tiger burning bright. Um, Do tigers burn? Okay, so that is a reference to uh, a poem. Um, hold on, I'm looking it up so I don't uh, just totally. Butcher it's, it? It's a William Blake poem called Tiger, Tiger. and the. Oh, um, I've, re- I've heard this. Everyone has, yeah. yeah. Um, tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy tearful symmetry? Um, yeah. And on from there. Do you... Th- is is Rivers just evoking this imagery carelessly or... To counter counterpoint. happening here? Gyre and Gimbal in the wave. Sure. So just as as he referenced um the Jabberwocky, Jabberwocky, yeah, the Jabberwocky in, in on White, mm-hmm. um he is uh evoking Blake on this record. I think he thinks it makes it him look smart. Cuz I don't think it does. No. I don't think so either, but I think he thinks it does. Do Jen, you know? I am really struggling here. 
I'm having a tough time. We with almost this don't want to finish this record on this podcast. I, I mean, we have to. It we have our, to. It We're is our duty. We look. We how love many songs to. we have left? Two. Uh, yeah, that's right. Ugh, it feels like it's been forever since we had three left. <laughs> the experience of listening to Get Right has been tough. <laughs> it has. Also, I realized that I never um, said on mic my comment about Sweet Mary, which is that it felt like a Grease song, like a song from the movie Grease at the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> I needed to express that to the public <laughs> and not um, just Patrick. I didn't, uh, Jen, when Jen said it to me, I went, hmm, because I didn't really have anything to add to it. <laughs> Great. So if you have something to add to. Hashtag c- cookie shark. <laughs> cookie shark. <laughs> oh, this thing is falling apart, much like the record. <laughs> Was the- it ever together? That's a great point. It, good start with Mexican Fender, as far as I'm concerned. And then just a nosedive for the <laughs> rest of the time. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. It's like a plane crash where everyone dies. Right. As opposed to those plane crashes where, like, just some people die. Yeah. And we're like, that's fine. Well, we're not like, that's fine. We're like, that's sad, but I'm glad that it wasn't a bigger tragedy. That's <laughs> true. Like, <We're> red. <laughs> red. That's right. That's right. We're like, that's a plane crash, but most people survive. Yeah. The it loss was like of property and inconvenience is a big deal. It's a big pain, yeah. But this is one where just no survivors. Okay, I'm going to give you the name of the next song. Ugh, do we have to? Yeah, I'm sorry. And you have to tell me what you think it's about. Okay, great. La Mancha Screwjob. La Mancha Screwjob? Mm-hmm. To me, that reads as a Don Quixote song. The Man of La Mancha. Okay. Tilting at windmills with Sancho Sancho Panza. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know Don Quixote at all? No, not really, but I hate it anyway. Here we go. That could have been any other song that we've listened to so far. Oh boy, um, yeah, this is it, this is getting harder to talk about. I think. I'm yeah, I'm getting exhausted. Uh, I love life with you. Is like the content of this song, right? I don't even know. I don't know either. This is so non-specific and so. This is another song that could be a Coldplay song, for all I know. <laughs> Um, but I don't think it would be a hit for Coldplay either. No. I mean, Coldplay writes better songs than this. I think Weekend Woman they could do good with. Sure. But this song? I mean, this this would be a B-side for Coldplay. I don't even know if it would make that cut. Oh, damn. So this is a cutting room floor song for Coldplay. (laughs) And here it wound up (laughs) as the penultimate track on the latest Weezer record. Ouch. I, uh. What do you think La Mancha Screwjob? No idea. Now, now that we've actually heard the song, it's not a song about Don Quixote, as I suspected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this sounds like a uh, a song that a man writes for the woman he's been married to for 15 years. I just have, like, nothing to say. It's super I boring. wish I had more to say. I don't have anything I to don't. say either. <laughs> Jen, at this point in the record, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Are you frustrated? Are you mad? I wish we could stop. 
<laughs> we look. We are so close. And to being I able enjoy to stop. talking with you about Weezer. And I enjoy talking with you about Weezer. But and I, I wish it was you. over. <laughs> yes, I respect you as well. But I wish it was over. Yeah, I mean, this has been a little bit of a nightmare. Yeah, and I'm like, my buzz is wearing off. Mm. All right, so we need to just roll into the <laughs> next song. We just need to wrap this up. We just need to wrap this up. So the last, the last song, one. last song on the record. As Look, last songs mean a lot to us, right? Yeah, we there are favorite songs on the first two records. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Only in Dreams and Butterfly are two of the best Weezer songs, period. Probably the two best Weezer songs, period. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, as long as we're making bold statements. And we are, in fact, making bold statements. Always. So this one is Any Friend of Diane's. Ooh, Diane. Yeah. I've been having a problem re- recently where, like, the first note of a ton of songs sounds like it's going to be Diane. So when you say Diane, what the do you... So- the uh, Weezer song, the River song. What? Diane, down deep inside I cry. Ah, okay. Diane, yeah. without your love I die. Yeah, okay. Um, For a little bit I was like, are you thinking of Suzanne? No, because that would be something I would do, though. <laughs> I recognize that. Suzanne, Diane, you're all that I wanted. <laughs> all right, any friend of Diane's, presumably. A friend of Pete? He's a friend of Pete. <laughs> well, if you're down with Diane, well, then you're down with me. Uh, what if this was just a uh, rental song instead? What if it's like a Matt Sharp diss track? <gasps> <laughs> How good would that be? It would be <laughs> that, that like might 20 save years too that, late. That might save the record if that's what this was. Okay. So let's put all of our eggs in this basket. We're, let's just hope right <laughs> We're now. all in on We're any friend in. of Diane's. Mm-hmm. And if this is at, in any way, <laughs> shape, or form a Matt, Matt Sharp, Sharp diss track, <laughs> then we are into it. Here it is. The final track on Pacific Daydream, our last hope for this record to be please, anything, please, please, anything please, good. Please, please, Any friend please, please. of Diane's. Any friend of Diane's is a friend of mine. Any friend of Diane's is a friend of mine. Well, hope is lost. Hope. Is lost. Friend of P is objectively a better song, and the message is the same. <laughs> it's just a different way of saying if you're friends with P, th- well, then you're friends with me. Any friend of Diane's is a, is friend, a friend of, of mine. mine, which we called. Yep. Right. We knew that. We kn- we knew that that would be the case. Yep. Um. Not a Matt Sharp diss track. Not a Matt Sharp diss track. Even though we all could have used one. Everyone. We would have rallied behind it. I would have been down. <laughs> with P. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, down with me. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so there is a guitar solo on this track. And a xylophone solo. I don't the the xylophone <laughs> and like marimba solos on this fucking album are ridiculous. Why? Why? Okay. Who's even playing them? Who gives a fuck? I don't care. Okay. Um, here is the acoustic guitar solo in Any Friend of Diane's. If this were distorted and electric, I would be on board. That's not right. I tried to play it on my phone, which isn't hooked up to the, <laughs> <laughs> to the podcasting equipment. Uh, Party foul. Party foul. Here it is. 
Sounds like a ukulele, doesn't it? Yeah, it could be, or some like soprano guitar or something. Ugh. I don't know. I, I I don't know, man. I'm just generally upset now. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about this record. I don't want it to be. I wish it didn't exist. I wish it didn't exist. Uh, it's fun that you and I are talking about it, but also, what the fuck but is? But also, this? is it fun anymore? <laughs> I don't know. I'm mad. I also. You're kind of mad. <laughs> He talks about, he mentions Papa John's and this $20 tip, which is based on a real anecdote from Rivers Cuomo's life where he was delivering pizza and he got tipped $20 and he never forgot it. But he was delivering pizza for Domino's. And not Papa John's. Not Papa John's. And look. They're competitors. They're competitors. Brand loyalty. And also Papa John himself. Yeah. The the titular Papa John. Yeah. Is a known asshole. Yes. And their pizza is worse. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're both bad pizzas. They're both bad pizzas, but at least Domino's tries. Did I tell you this, that I am not eating pizza for the month of November? Ooh, you did not tell me that. Well, you're almost done. I'm almost done. Um, (laughs) So clearly it has not been that huge of a life change. Well, it was a little bit of a... So Colin, Colin, our friend Colin, was like, I'm not going to eat pizza for the month of November. And then our other friends, Ryan, Uh who you all know, and Kelly were like, I'll join you in that. Okay. And I was on this text thread and was like, ah, <laughs> Do you really right. want to commit to that? Well, but if, if you're on a text thread with three other people and all three of them are committing to something, you feel like an asshole not committing to it as well. So it's whether or not it matters to your heart that you feel like an asshole. Yeah, that's, that's right. I suppose if I didn't care, if I looked like an asshole. Sometimes I go hard in the opposite direction. Right. I'm like, I'm going to pe- eat pizza every day. Right. <laughs> eat pizza every day. Right. Um, but no, <clears throat> I've, I've not had pizza. How's it been? Fine. There are a couple times when I've wanted pizza. Yeah. I've been tempted by cheese. Ooh, cheese. It's delicious. Yeah. How have you filled that temptation? Uh, usually just waiting a couple minutes and then eating. <laughs> and then the craving's over. Yeah, eating something else. <laughs> yes. It's most most cravings can be beaten by simply waiting them out. Yeah, that's true. Um, I have. But nev- the problem is that mm. there is now a way to order food while you're craving something. Mm, yes, it's true. And then it's just gonna be there soon. But the the opposite is also true that like if you're hungry. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the craving. Yeah. You can order other food just as easily as you could order pizza. Yes. Um, not necessarily true in the days of yore when ordering pizza was, was like the only the delivery only option. delivery up. I can't even imagine. Man, we live in the future. We do. Um, there's this little bit in the song where this uh, "Home is where the heart is" that I think it's like a little background vocal line yeah. that I think is in "Feels Like Summer." Ooh. Um, yeah, I, I get that. That it like calls back to that song. Um, but I'm so bored by this Any Friend of Diane's that I don't like any of these connections that we can make or observations uh, about the song don't mean anything to me. Do we think that this album is closer to Hurley or Ratitude? In your professional opinion. Okay, 
uh, and we are professionals, obviously. obviously. <laughs> I would say it is closer to Hurley. Yeah, I think I'm there with you. Um, because the album doesn't make me actively angry, but it is as forgettable as... In fact, this may as well be Hurley, too. Yeah, I um, agree. I mean, there were songs that definitely made, made me angry while we were listening to them. Like, I hate Beach Boys and Happy Hour specifically, but I think that's mostly because they were at the front of the album, and I was, like, feeling a little bit more then, and now I'm just dead inside. That's right. We've been numbed by this record. Yeah. Uh, with its fucking xylophone solos. It's like when you get stabbed for the tenth time, it doesn't hurt as much as when you get stabbed for right. the first time. Right. Stabs one, two, three, even four, five, and six, those are all rough stabs. But, like, seven, eight, nine, ten, you don't really feel no. them. No. I mean, they're all basically the same. Yeah. You feel the same. Yep. Even if, like, uh, there's a, a real, like, artery in that eleventh stab. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? You've already been stabbed ten times. Yeah. You know what it's like. You know what to expect. So I guess that's our review of this record is it's, it's like, like being, being stabbed, stabbed ten, ten times. times. <laughs> You'll put that on the back of the fucking CD. Yeah. Uh, Jen, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. I feel like we can usually uh, summarize things in like a positive way, but we're just drunk and like disappointed yeah. now. Yeah. And I mean, at least we found out that Rivers is an alien. That's true. We did crack that one. And look, if nothing else, we can feel good about Superman, right? Yeah. Superman was sent here. And Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Look, if, <laughs> if they were to reboot Superman and cast Chris Hemsworth. Which they would never, because that would be a really dumb decision. It would be confusing. <laughs> it would be really weird. And They could do Liam. Sure, whatever. They could pop a Liam Hemsworth in there. Yeah, man. Look, I'll watch that. All Hemsworth all the time. All Hemsworth all the time. All Hemsworth all the time. That's the moral of this episode of My Name is Weezer. That's right. The moral of the story is this record is like being stabbed 10 times. And all Hemsworth all the time. And all Hemsworth all the time. If there were Hemsworths on this record, Ooh. it would be like being stabbed six times. It depends on what they're doing. And which And Hemsworth. what they're wearing. Right. All right, Jen, uh, we're going to get the hell out of here because what the hell are we doing? I don't even know. Uh, look, guys, it's been fun hanging out with you on this episode of My, My name, name is, is 